He's like, I didn't ask to be the baby father. I didn't ask for this kind of responsibility. Damn, Kiki's really going to be on the pod today. Kiki, um, give us your thoughts on the war in the Middle East. Mm. Kiki, tell us what you think about uh, the current state of climate change uh, in the world. Mm. Profound. Kiki, uh, tell us who is the best Detroit rapper and why. <laughs> you gotta go, buddy. I'm sorry. You can be here. I'm just gonna sit right wow. here. Wow, sit it on down, sit it on now. Yep. What? Oh, he's like, escape! <laughs> escape! Escape! A fool. Absolute fool. Um, I have a song for you. Are you ready? Yes, absolutely. Sing away. Why does it hurt? so bad why do i feel so sad mm, okay i thought i was over you but i keep crying when i don't love you hey she said so why does it so bad she said she said oh you know it hurts me so but I gotta let you go I gotta get you out of my head boy you hurt me so bad yes you did yes you did (laughs) you make me wanna shoot you hurt so bad gotta shoot ya damn you hurt me so yes you did baby oh I you hurt me so bad bad wow (laughs) (laughs) the way you just dial in like the way you just channel it up blows me away yeah um Thank you. Um, that is Whitney Houston. That was my guess. I was gonna guess Whitney. From, I was gonna guess Whitney. Um, the film. Um, I can Tina. Nope. How dare you? She was never in that. Oh my bad. Why? How would Whitney? Why would we? No, that was Angela Bassett. Okay, sorry. My uh, bad. It's okay. No. Uh, damn it. Sorry. Now I'm thinking about the Tina Turner movie. Okay. No. Wait. Uh, waiting to exhale. Oh wow! Oh, and I've, I've mentioned seen it that several movie. times. I know. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been forever. I feel like you gotta listen to the soundtrack. Really, like the the movie. We got it. We know. Mm-hmm. We know what happens. We know. But it's really the soundtrack. We have okay. Brandy. Oh, beautiful. We have Whitney. Brandy was the one who was Black Cinderella, correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. She is sisters with Ray J, who brought who yes. brings us Zeus Network. Shout out. Zeus Network, big fan. You know, haven't Take watched it in a while, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, there's a new Jocelyn's. Jocelyn's New York oh. is coming out. Yeah, I need her to come to Detroit. I'm tired of her plan. I feel like she did, and I feel like she's concocting a plan to be here because she it. was here when we weren't here. She was we, here when we were here, right? We weren't, but we weren't like here. Here, we were at Movement, and she was here. Yeah, we weren't there at 
the strip club she was at, but mm-hmm. we were in the same city. Yes. Like within the same proximity. Yeah. We love you, Jocelyn. It's true. Whatever you can pray. I feel Puerto Rican. <laughs> Every <laughs> time. Y'all, Asia cannot say the word Puerto Rican without Rickon. breaking into. I feel Spanish. I feel like a Rickon. That sound from TikTok. I feel like a Rickon. Um, welcome beedy, back, everybody. Beedy, 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 um, welcome back to the podcast. It's the Hard R's with hey, uh, myself. I'm Asia. They, them, and Ooh. we have who? It's me. It's Lou. It's Lou. Uh, they, she is what we rocking with and continue to rock with. We switching it up on them, you know, slowly and surely evolving into ourselves. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. so happy that you're here um, and that you have decided to join, be the front, be front of the house. <laughs> oh yeah, for the show. Thank you. It's I, grateful to be here. We have like really great um, dialogue. Is that the right word? Yeah, I would say. You know, we have a good banter. Yeah. And it's also a huge part of our relationship. Yeah, it's true. It is a huge part of our relationship. That's 100% correct. Because if we couldn't talk, I wouldn't like you. If we can't banter, you can't slant slanter. You can't get in the slanter. <laughs> Whoa. Anyway. I've been in the slanter, y'all. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I was just thinking about like a vagina. Yeah, I get you the slanter. I was thinking like cancer, like you canter around. Isn't that what the word means? Cancer? No, cancer. Not can. Whoa, not cancer. <laughs> I thought you said cancer. I was like, nope. <laughs> then I was like, do you mean like my like my birth sign, or do you mean like? Hey, okay. Cancer. Cancer. Is it a thing? It's a, it's a horse. It's a three B gate of a horse. It's between a trot and a gallop. So oh, okay, okay, canter. Right, That's I, can I was canter. like, you can't canter if you if we can't banter, you, you can't, can't canter. canter. I like that. I like trot, trot around, trot, trot around. Trot. Yes, yes. <laughs> can't trot in here. You can't. You can trot, but don't you roll. Um. Well, yeah. Welcome <laughs> back. Can... There's been so much fucking shit happening, guys. Woo, life. Woo. Hey. Um. Have you seen this man? This is how you want to start this? <laughs> Mine is way. Oh my gosh. Let's, oh we're going to do my our goodness. Um, mental health check in. Yeah, let's do a little black shin first. Oh my God, I forgot about black shin. Wow. Yeah, let's get into the little black shin. All right. Tres. Dos. Uno. Black shin. I was fuck up the clap. It's true. I have it on camera so many times. So let's <laughs> Just... please make it, string it together and make it into a string of failed claps. Okay. That's okay. my life. You've got bigger hands than me. You know what I mean? You should I be do. the one who's clapping. Holding these kittens. You oh, know? my God. Oh, my God. I was holding my neck the other night. <laughs> ow, ow. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> riding the line between <laughs> am I a psychopath? <laughs> because am I going to kill you or no? Because I was really squeezed. And I you were like it. more. I was like you were giving me the face of more. I said, "Take me out of the game." <laughs> I said, <laughs> "I'm." I said, "Kill me, daddy." <laughs> and I responded with, "Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Obviously, I'm not dead, so we're fine." Yes, you know, consent always, always, every time, every way, every day. Um, <laughs> mental health check in, Lou. I'm gonna pitch it, slow pitch right over to you. Slow pitch it to me. All right, y'all. Um, 
<laughs> I will probably make jokes during this because I really appreciated Kid Fury prefacing how he wanted to talk about his experience in his life and the raw dog of it mm-hmm. by saying that he was going to make jokes because that's how he heals. For the people who don't know who Kid Fury is, we listen to a podcast uh, called The Read religiously. Mm-hmm. Kid Fury and Crystal are the host. Mm-hmm. Kid Fury uh, recently, and the, the most recent um, podcast uh, update, um, explained why they canceled their upcoming podcast tour. Um, and it had a lot to do with uh, self-harm and mental health. And um, We love you, Kid Fury. Kid uh, Truly, like, I just, the way that he, the way that they are so vulnerable and, and, and honest Mm -hmm. and exercising that, Mm -hmm. I've been listening to this podcast for six years. Wow. Seven years. Okay. And... I think last night when we were listening to it and I almost started crying, I can relate so much to his descriptions around being the girl always. You're always on. You're always like, you know, when you're, but deeply you are suffering and you're doing it silently and watching him blossom to a place and also watching Crystal evolve into an actual therapist. Like, (coughs) It's wow, beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's absolutely beautiful. And I think that I, I think that it's I just I love you, Kid Fury. I mm-hmm. love you, Crystal. Thank you for absolutely everything that you bring to us um time after time and for making it okay to openly yes. discuss mental health in black spaces. Yes. Amen to that. Ashe. You know, but yeah, Kid. Fury, sorry, so that's like way Kid Fury was talking about. Don't be sorry. Their um, mental their health. mental health uh, uh, crisis, and started it with like I'm gonna make jokes, which I totally understand. Yeah. So same. So ditto. <laughs> so that's probably um, where we're gonna be. I I don't even know how to start this. Um, you want to start with a joke? You want to hold up a picture of your dad? <laughs> hold, do it. Let's start it off with the oh, jokes. Let's start it so off with the jokes. I made this joke that is not funny in retrospect. First of all, it's hilarious. <laughs> now, we have a very morbid sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But how else are we going to make it through this American life? Mm-hmm. I got to laugh. I got to laugh or I'm a spray you know what I'm saying like what you know what I mean next thing you know I'm making a get ready with me video while I'm putting one of those like face masks on those like baklava things or whatever baklava and I'm like balling clava yeah there it is and I'm like get ready with me as I storm the (laughs) (laughs) okay so the joke is I imagine (laughs) us being out on the street very much like if you watch uh billy is it billy eisner billy eichner eichner billy eichner whatever (laughs) billy eichner is billy on the street where it's basically this grown man just running around assaulting people with questions and i imagined us doing that 
and us showing this picture, this beautiful picture, by the way, of my dad and walking up to people and saying, have you seen this man? Have you? Have you seen this man? Uh, no. Right. Because he's dead. <laughs> he died. He's dead. And I laughed so hard. I laughed hysterically because to me that is so poignant and funny and what an incredible way to go through a grieving process as well um it's like it's like it's like exposure therapy in a lot of ways because it's really been that joke of being just like this is what it is and my brain sounding off an alarm that's like, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Like, I just, I can't stop thinking about it. And I also can't stop laughing about it because it feels surreal. And my dad and I didn't have the most intimate of relationships when it comes to a timeline. However, we had a lot of key beautiful moments that really made me who I am and who I continue to evolve into. Like I was thinking in the shower how when I met my dad again in like my later years, we probably took a break of about seven to 10 years. So we went to lunch once when I was in my early 20s and he told me something. He told me to never forget that I was conceived out of love. Wow. And he looked me straight in my face while I'm eating a Cafe Rio burrito. <laughs> Shout out Cafe Rio. Rio! And was like, never forget that you were conceived out of love. That's gonna make me cry, nigga. That's, that... I don't know that he said that to you. And something about that was like so unbelievably healing where I felt like I could a move toward the path of forgiveness for his past and for him uh b I could understand more that like people are people Mm -hmm. and the world is a really hard place Mm -hmm. and c it reminded me of if this is how I was made then this is how I should be moving Mm -hmm. constantly and just that little moment with him has stuck with me forever. And so... How is your... I mean, I can speak from an observational place about what I'm seeing with your... In regards to like your mental health during mm-hmm. this process. Mm-hmm. But I'd really like to know how you feel. How you've been feeling. Do you feel present? Do you feel somewhat detached does it still feel I mean obviously it's gonna feel you there will be feelings I think one of the things that we said or one of the things that I said to you the night that you told me that he had passed was that like it's it it's going to feel surreal because Mm -hmm. the process of grieving is not linear just like the process of healing isn't linear and there's gonna be you have the rest of your lifetime to process this. And there's going to be moments that occur and experiences Mm -hmm. that you have that will 
push you into a, a place of even greater peace and acceptance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's how you how you how you feel? Um, a lot. <laughs> like just constantly, so much that it feels like I'm learning how to level up and move through exhaustion because I constantly feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. I feel. The grief process for me right now feels like instantaneous where like one moment I'm bargaining, one moment I'm sad, mm-hmm. one moment I'm angry, one moment I'm bargaining again. And I didn't expect like the the quickness or the haste of the process, mm-hmm. which is interesting mm-hmm. and not it being like toward the end of the grief process, just the up and downs are so rapid. It's mm-hmm. like a heartbeat where mm-hmm. it's just constantly moving. Um, I think I still feel a lot of shock and I, we decided as a family, my, I have two brothers, my brothers and I love them so dearly. Shout out to you, huh? Um, they are also, have you ever seen three light skinned, curly haired, big teeth (laughs) niggas that look literally exactly the same? Like, do look literally the exact same. It's. Ge- genetics are wild bro like i truly y'all we y'all really i don't think we ever at least i know I, that i i often don't think about like the enormity of genetics yes and how like regardless of if you're half siblings or sibling siblings by full right. blood or, or whatever you're like socialized together or not like genealogy and epigenetics are so real like you yeah. look, y'all all look like your daddy yeah and you look like your fat ass mama too uh, <laughs> <so>. um <laughs> this nigga she and my got, mama she got a fat ass okay and i'm gonna let her know one one day in the future <laughs> y'all gonna be drunk with some champagne yeah, like, in the hot tub you gonna be like girl Girl, look, <laughs> I just gotta let you know. I said great googly moogly the first time I saw that thing. Um, <laughs> but please, but you care, you carry, even if you did not have an intimate relationship with your father, by design, you still inherently carry some of the traits yeah. and some of the characteristics. You got that? I, and I feel like I get that bounce and that swag, swag. and that energy from my dad. Mm-hmm. Like I was chatting somebody up at the coffee shop and they were telling me, they were more so asking me kind of where I was at. Um, it was Liz Mays, um, a great person, um, was telling me about my process, like where I was at. And we were talking about the importance of lineage and how lineage doesn't have a gender Mm -hmm. because like I get so much of my soft qualities from my dad because my dad was very soft with me Mm -hmm. and showed an external softness that felt natural, which kind of was his energy and his swag where like he would wear uh, delicate colors. He always, he has liked certain textures. He was very like put together in a tastemaker. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to have this conversation about how like those characteristics come from your lineage and your ancestry. They don't come from the genitals that like created you. Correct. And that shit was great. That shit was awesome. Yeah. So we. You and your brothers decided um, to go, right? 
Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm getting yeah, there. It's sorry. a lot to process. It it's is. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, I apologize. I was in my mind. I was like just thinking. I can, I can see where your brain's going and the story that you want to mm-hmm. tell. And I want to do that thing where I'm like, let me tell the story, but I'm not gonna tell the story. I'm actively <laughs> putting my microphone down. I, I appreciate it. I'm yes. Really trying to listen. Thank you. I I see you and I recognize that. And thank you for giving me space because this <sighs> talking about stuff live and out loud is it's real. It feels real. And I want to be as authentic as possible. And I want to be like respectful also of talking about what I'm going through because it's it was intense. <clears throat> so. We (laughs) (laughs) So we being my brothers and I, we decided that we were going to have our dad cremated. And our dad was found in New Mexico. Um he was found in his work truck. And we still are waiting to get the autopsy back and hear the story of really what went on. Um, but this happened to be in New Mexico. And my first thought was like, well, we could just little Miss Sunshine this and like put him in the back of a van and we could just drive him across the country. And then I realized that that's very illegal, (laughs) like wildly so. And so I didn't know that. First of all, wait, pause, pin in the story real quick. For some reason, when I'm imagining, you know those uh, them niggas that be like posting dead bodies up in the club. Mm-hmm. That's what I see. That like that's what I'm seeing. But it's like you, your brothers, your dad. It's like a weekend at Bernie's. You stop at every state, all fifty states <laughs> in the greater like in this we region. Hit, yeah. And like every you've got him in sunglasses, park. you know what I'm saying? Just on the road, he's just yeah. Like he's in the, you have him at the booty club. No, we have him. He's <laughs> honestly, y'all. He would be posed up on a motorcycle. Period. We'd be in the middle of nowhere, Period. nothing but dirt and road and raw sun. Would you ride him in? And he would be because somebody's got to ride the motorcycle in first. So who's right? Are you riding the cycle in first and then putting and then? positioning the body or is this like a you're in the front <laughs> he's in the back hold it like kind of hold i feel like I, it's so hard because i don't know if my oldest brother rides bikes i don't know if sedane rides bikes or not so i think christopher who is my middle brother i'm the youngest would ride our dad in and then like pose him up and then we would like all get on our bikes or maybe my dad would be in like a sidecar and then like we would all just be riding and he would just be riding along y'all are just blasting three six mafia stay fly (laughs) 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 oh my god the vulnerability of this i just anyway got too real so um, yeah but so since he we couldn't take his body anywhere we all had to collectively go to him and we ended up going to albuquerque new mexico also known as albaduki because oh, ain't shit going on in albuquerque new mexico never been 
It and it was like it Never was been. cool, you know. Like we made it cool. We rode a tram that's like the biggest tram in North America, and it takes you up mountains, which was really cool. For those of you that don't know, it's giving ski ramp type, like when you take a ski thing. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I a thought, big train trolley. I thought it was like a tram, like enclosed. But this nigga showed me pictures, and you just it feed was closed. No, it wasn't closed. I thought, oh, but not coming back down. No, it, the when you're on the ride, it's enclosed and it's all glass, like plastic, so you can see through. So you're you're safe. You're just really high up, and you can like see through the bottom, see through the sides. So you're like really high up. So, okay. Oh, right. The picture you showed me, y'all were and posted. Then, y'all had stopped. Yes, and, and then like, you can get off at the top. So we like burned one and drank one, and then you get back on the tram and then ride it down. So it's enclosed. It's still kind of freaky. Like I'm a heights person, and I was still kind of like, "Ooh, this wild." Yeah, that's yeah. <clears throat> so we ended up in New Mexico, and we just spent the whole couple of days that we were there really thinking about our dad, saying nice things about our dad. I learned a lot about my dad as a person and my dad's relationship with my siblings, and then. My middle brother and I, we went to the mortuary space and said goodbye to our dad. Um, Everyone's grief process is different. And my oldest brother decided to experience grief in his own way. And so he decided to not see our dad at the end, which this was the first dead body you've seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was wild. He's dead. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Can I ask what your mental... We, we've discussed this um, together, but what was your mental like in that moment? Um, mm, great question. Yeah, because like, I feel like that the day that we faced two peach blunts back to back and sat in the hammock mm-hmm, they're and greens. talked... What, they were what? They were greens. I don't know what that means. Like they were, they're not peach. They what didn't have pe- peach. Oh, they were out of peach. So I got green. Green is like my second favorite. Nigga, I thought it was. You know what? You look. You could have fooled the fuck out of me. Your taste was said, make just, it peach. I was like it's peach. Just it's fine. <laughs> but we talked about like a little bit about like where your mental is and like where it was. And mm-hmm. I was, you were saying some things about what we came to conclude was eventually like having a bird's eye view of things. Yeah. So I'm just really curious about, um, yeah. Your mental. Yeah. So, excuse me. <laughs> I am so sorry. y'all. <laughs> oh my God. So I think that I love that you brought this up in this moment because the, Allowing people to have their own way of grieving is such a bird's eye view because you're in it and you're not in it because everyone's relationship is so different with the person they're grieving. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I chose what I thought to do and I took time to ground myself through I journaled so much. I sat in the sun and I journaled and I journaled and I stretched my body and I took deep breaths and I drank tea. Like I really did things that were routine for me in my everyday life to keep myself present in my everyday life that I wanted to run away from because my dad is dead. 
Um, so that being said, I took my time in that moment and decided to choose what was best for me in the grief process mm -hmm. and also allow the people that I love so deeply and so intimately to choose what was best for them in the process mm -hmm. and actively not have an opinion on it. And that felt very like, you said it was mature and I really appreciate that because it felt like me stepping outside of myself and being like, you know what? This isn't about me. This is about life. And I can't let it be about me. So, through. So where was your. What? Like, uh, if you could give me an adjective for where your mental was. At peace. Wow. My mental was at peace. Damn. That shit make my pussy hard. <laughs> Truly. I cannot express how much I love that for you. Like. Thank you. Y'all, this, I, I just, I, I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to cry because like, Aww. it, you we all deserve but knowing you loving you being in love with you sticking through doing the things building together like peace what with witnessing you ex experience that mm -hmm. through all the trials and tribulations is just so beautiful thank you and it is maturity is not just like oh i'm grown i can pay my bill like it's not that there's there's something about being able to see outside of yourself while still experiencing and honoring yourself yeah it was very you like know? meta like, like it's freeing and we were talking about in the hammock like how <clears throat> you as a person so even though you're the baby, mm -hmm. your to me, your family, the, these two people look to you as more experienced, more like they look to you. Mm -hmm. They look to you to see how you're moving, right? And like, yeah, there's something about being able to. I think what happens when you're in a position like this as like a black femme, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're mammying or like you're doing the emotional labor. But I think that's not what was happening with you because you didn't bite your tongue for the sake of keeping the peace in keeping the fake peace right like if there it was, wasn't it wasn't little dog behavior if there like, was some challenge if there was some mat like some someone coming to you with some bullshit like you n knew that you're full within your rights in your autonomous mm -hmm. body to be like actually you got me fucked like grieving or not grieving you got me fucked up yeah and you didn't have to do that which is beautiful you were able to actually release emotional labor by allowing people to grieve in their own way mm -hmm. and not hold any kind of 
judgment or opinion. Yeah. Unless it like directly impacted your safety or some shit like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's beautiful. Releasing, being able to be like, is thank you huge thank you for saying that and also within that there was and i don't feel the need to like get into it but there was a moment where i didn't where i felt unsafe in the process of somebody else's grief and after talking with you about it um you inspired me to bring it up to this person and they immediately apologized yeah like immediately were like you know what i'm sorry this is where i was at like i'm sorry this won't happen again and even in like that moment of conflict and grief, there was still so much love and yeah. and mindfulness. Shout out Margaritaville. <laughs> Margaritaville. Cinco de Mayo. So yes, my the viewing of my dad happened to fall on Cinco de Mayo. I feel Puerto Rican. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was like I love it. Festivus going around Part, in Albuquerque, bit, New Mexico. Just we're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So then the after after that, we decided to we thought that we were gonna get his ashes before we left, and then they told us that he wouldn't get cremated that day. Surprise. So we all were like, okay, um, we're still going to go on this camping trip anyway. So what we decided to do is we decided to go to for the Four Corners, which was such a weird place. It's First like, of all, this sounds so gay. It sounds like the the movie The Craft, but it's just you and your brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, the witchery was high I'm on this trip. Sure there was, was a lot nigga. of witchery going around. Like, I'm. Sh- I know it was. Ooh, ooh, I know we could. I the could energy here all was day. high. I could, there was yeah. There was some train shit. There was some helicopter shit. Oh my god. Can we talk about that later? Because like, yeah, we can. Because we'll we'll wrap back around to like some of the. I, I want you to. I would really love if there was like a saving of like some of the intricate stories and more like. Tell me where your mental's at. I want to know where your mental's at right now. Okay, right now I feel like I'm coming through a chrysalis process. I feel Ooh. like my brain just sat in ambiotic fluid and soaked up so much energy that I'm now like drying off and cracking out of the shell. Holy shit. It's painful, it's scary, it's beautiful, it's nauseating. I've never felt so in my body while also feeling like I'm growing into my body. Like a little butterfly. Yeah, I feel very much like a butterfly or a moth. Why not both? Working on all those notes. Yeah, moths are beautiful too. I'm thinking about when you say butterfly, I just instantly hear Mariah Carey. I'm just like, give me a love, give me a love, <laughs> give me a love, give me a love. So proud of you. Thanks. So proud of you. Also, you a fine ass nigga. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's annoying. It's, you know, it's it's the hang time. This hair Hair is growing. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, Char. We're about to do a new color, new weave, new you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to do something. So, Um, yeah. Damn. 
Okay, yeah. So this episode's obviously like both heavy and bring in brevity. Um, levity. Not brevity. <laughs> levity. Just, uh, do you want to talk about you want to talk about you? Or you want to talk about something light? My like, mental health. My mental feeling? health. Listen, the way that this Lexapro is proing, it's on Promax right now. <laughs> I I'm I feel exhausted okay but i feel like exhausted is the baseline in this human meat suit existing in this time and like that is the Mm. general disposition is that weight Mm -hmm. of like operating Mm -hmm. but i also feel like the hits are coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. No, they don't stop coming. Right. And I'm able to navigate them with a regulated like body and mind and Mm -hmm. spirit. So like, okay. Even the day that, you know, we found out that your dad passed, I had had a whole morning before that where I, I, had a, a, an interaction with my boss. You know, I just make white people really upset. But instead of like losing it or freaking out, it's been really nice just being able to be calm and witness and observe other people freak out. That bird's eye view, if, if you yes. will. I was taking a sip of water, but I was about to say that bird's eye view. It really is great. And you know, went through that, then went to work. Uh, which, shout out Memento Gelato. Shout out Memento. Great okay. lattes. Okay. Go there for coffee. And gelato. And like Kayla, I love you. Kate, I love you. Grant, I love you. Gabby, I love you. Uh, v, love you. KJ, got love. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I got I got love for the crew. It's, it's, it's. It's a really cool place to work, though it is yet another capitalist institution that is institutionalized. That mm-hmm. I listen when I go to co- when I go back to college. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's coming so, up yeah, too. All these things are happening. So yeah, I like had that whole morning or whatever, and then like came home, and like you know you told me that he passed, and I was like fuck, and it's so weird too. Because I'm regulated enough to really hear my spirit and act accordingly. That's beautiful. So, like, for whatever reason, like, a week before your dad died, something was like, let's watch Bad Boys 2 for some reason. Mm Mm-hmm. And Lou was like, that's my dad's favorite movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't think anything about it. Yeah. And then there was one more thing. That happened. You had a dream. I had a dream. You had a dream. Your dream. dad was in the dream. You had a dream. I uh, also I have something about dreams. I'm a table it. Yeah. So. Dreams. They come a long way. Hey. Yeah. Um. That was fucking weird, and I think I would not have been able to do that or access that Mm -hmm. if I wasn't in a regulated place and also like 
it's not it's nice not feeling necessarily anxious about the messages i'm receiving i'm just receiving them and i'm just like okay yes how fucking beautiful because like (laughs) i just i want to compliment you on that because i know hearing that that's following spirit and really just going with it can be so terrifying yes and hearing you be a vessel and commit to being a vessel looks absolutely gorgeous on you thank you wow um accepting the accepting being a vessel and discarding the concept my concepts my binary structure around um what the vessel looks like Mm -hmm. like i'm no longer scrappy doodling to try to fit into things that do not will not conform for me Mm -hmm. i have no problem challenging these things and going to sleep (laughs) and going to bed you said well rested tested and well rested like and that's been really cool so um I feel like, yeah, my mental health has been like, I'm okay. I'm tired. Oh, right. I'm starting school back in the summer. That's going to be In the summer? Cool. I think it's going to be in June. Or no, no, no. So the program I'm applying for is at Wayne State. It's a bachelor's in social work. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to change it to psychiatry at some point or something. I don't know. But, okay, take your time. Um, The application is, they're going to open it June 1st. And then I think fall will be the beginning of the actual Cool. Semester. Okay. So it, it opens in June. Okay. Yes. Um, part of me wants to see if there are like one or two classes that maybe I can take over the summer. But also, I'm taking my fucking time. That's the other thing with my mental health, y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all not going to rush me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to rush me. Like even with Absolutely. this podcast and even with this stuff, like... Kid Fury said something, and so did Crystal, and I'm just like, yeah, like the the mental health crisis that Kid Fury experienced, essentially because of contractual obligations. This nigga was like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and do this right. show, and that is insanity. That's capitalism for sure. And I know that so many people do, like, that's the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But why? Mm-hmm. For what? For a check? I think, first of all, for me to get checks, I need to be alive. Imagine. Um, secondly, <laughs> you know, I just I'm so inspired by the fact that they just like boop bop cancel it's done because people that are in positions of power or that have platforms have the authority to actually change how these platforms operate Mm -hmm. by demanding their own autonomy Mm -hmm. and demanding that that comes first and the people that rock with them will rock with them and the people that don't fuck them whatever and that's just how it is Mm-hmm. Um. So it first and foremost, thank y'all all for like sticking with this show for as long yes. as you stuck with it in all of its iterations and variations and evolutions. And thank you for like being patient and allowing 
the life process to life. Yeah. Because life be life. You know what I'm saying? One day your fucking dad just... Oh, right. That's the other thing I wanted to say about my mental health check-in. Okay. Observing you has been such an exercise in like personal awareness. I, too, Mm. have uh, a non-intimate relationship with my dad. And I've always been... I think I've been conditioned to just be like, whatever, fuck that nigga. And fuck yes, all these niggas. Yes, talk about it. And like, yes, and this person is still the one of the people who brought me into this fucking world, right? Right. And like, yes, fuck these niggas, and yes, fuck him for not stepping up to the plate or whatever, but also... To honor myself, I have to, or I'm observing in you, I have to figure out a way to be at peace Mm -hmm. internally and externally, like, in the, when this nigga die. Yeah. And, like, it's up to me to define what that looks like. Absolutely. And nobody else really gets to, like, have a say in what that looks like or what that process looks like. And that's really beautiful. I feel like it's um, it's opening my... It's, it's giving me even more, like, peace mm. knowing that I'm, like, aligned with someone who is choosing love mm-hmm. and a really difficult i mean dad i came home i said what yeah she was off and i was like you want a drink yeah it's true i was like are you ready for this because i got something to say y'all ready for this she go crazy e-girl and me go crazy but yeah, no, I just, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so grateful that um, we are taking care to take care of ourselves and each other. It's, it's, real, it's real cute. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Can we take a break? I want to take a break. Let's take a piss. break. Okay, let's take a little break. We're going to take a break, sneeze. We'll be uh, right black. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. And we're back. Yeah, we are back. That's the song that I sing in my head every time I grab Lou's ass or touch Lou's ass. <laughs> it's so true. Because they sent me this little TikTok of like these two little bunnies. And like one bunny is like biting the other bunny's ass and like playing the drums on the little bunny's ass. And it's so and cute. That's the song. That's the song that they like sing. When they're doing it. Um, shout out TikTok. You really teach me a lot. Um, yeah, no bans on TikTok. Don't ever ban TikTok because I'd be learning child, so much. Uh, I know. Listen, all this censorship in terms of like what's being banned and what isn't being banned and why. Do you know, actually, I don't think TikTok is going to be banned because it came out that the alleged perpetrator of the violations that were happening on tiktok the mm-hmm. sharing of like secret information was where's your vape i don't know where 
is it? <laughs> where, where is, is it? it? Where Wait, is it? Go, yeah, put the mic down. I'll finish all the story. So, okay. <laughs> it turns out that it was this fucking kid who worked for the government and um, was sharing like go- secret government information about like uh, I believe it has something to do with like you know the military or some shit wait I'm look- I'm looking it up right now hang on one second um, let's see TikTok ban suspended I'm gonna no TikTok ban uh, Terry kid. Right. Okay. So TikTok was like going to be banned because it was like there are ties to China, but it actually. Hang on. Wait. Did it, is it in the chair? Is it? Where's that babe? No. Oh my goodness. Is it in? Where'd you go? I only went to the bathroom. I literally went up Did you go to the bedroom? Mm-mm. I just checked it. Oh my God. This is so annoying. Wait. Oh, wait. That's yours. Oh, snap. I do this. I did this at work. Um, Thank you. As well with Kate's vape. Uh, shout out to you, Kate. So sorry. Uh, I picked up her vape <laughs> and she uh, had like a where is a moment. And I was like, I don't know. And I really didn't know. And she was like, look in your pocket. And I was like, that's crazy. And she was like, look in your pocket. It's like a lighter. And I looked in my pocket and there. Wow. It's there like a lighter. This was the vape. So, <laughs> you know, we learn. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Anyway, what I learned on TikTok was that this kid who worked for the military was disputing like his bros on a gaming app or gaming, okay. like a gaming system mm-hmm. and basically it was like maybe it was like call of duty or some dumb shit and it was like he's like i work for the military and the kids are like no you don't prove it and he's like cool and he shares like in a discord mm-hmm. stream mm-hmm. like super top secret information <gasps> about like U.S. military operations Whoa. in China. So then, that's what's actually been holding TikTok up from being banned was the reality that this it it wasn't it had it wasn't China, it was just a a kid trying to impress his friends. That's crazy! <laughs> How wild! How America, wild! Fuck yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, we're back. We're back, back. Yeah, because we're here. I have the we're queer. So, uh, speaking of being queer, mm-hmm. uh, support your local business. I want to give a big, big, happy, hefty shout out to Megan Shaw and the folks over at Extra Crispy Studios. Mm. Megan used to run Street Beat. Oh and, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Shout, shout out. out. Um, they 
They are in a space now. Uh, the address is 4859 Michigan Avenue. It's basically like a pop-up space. So if you've got an event you want to throw or like a dinner or you want to sell some clothes or whatever, mm. it's like a one-stop shop kind of a thing from what I'm seeing. Very cool. Very They're cool. putting on a lot of events around like art and body movement and health Mm -hmm. and weed and i know that they're doing like pop-up vegan stuff too oh shit so okay follow them on instagram at extra crispy studios that's e-x-t-r-a-c-r-i-s-p-y-s-t-u-d-i-o-s all one word and all lowercase all yeah i think you can look at you can just look it up and then uppercase lowercase whatever but it's all just like one Sick. so shout out to y'all um i would love to actually do a live recording in that space yeah so. okay all right touch. maybe coming soon I'll be uh let's roll in a dumb bitch juice real quick word um let's start off with ron DeSantis, our girl <laughs> DeSantis. DeSantis. Um, according to the news, it's like 12 people that were part of his campaign or Mm -hmm. something. It's his party, his circle, whatever. Um, were found guilty. Damn. 12 people. Everybody in on it. Like some, wait a minute, Ron DeSantis jail. This is the same nigga that tried to fight the Disney corporation in florida Mm. like the disney corporation doesn't literally run the state of florida and some of (laughs) california disney said actually no girl suck my dick suck my mickey suck mickey's black balls (laughs) all right um so desantis wanted to build a prison near disney world disney literally brought his cryogenically frozen head out of space and said no girl um uh present time wait a minute ron desantis arrest arrests i'm looking it up so it was the first okay washington post the first arrest from DeSantis's election police is behind. I don't understand news paywalls. If it's news and you want us to read it, you should just let us read it. But they're like, everything is capitalism. Right. And, and newspapers are dying. And I understand. I understand that. But also, it's news. But it's news. It's like, my news and I want to know. Exactly. That's literally your job. Yeah, it's not my fault that the top of your corporation is on some succession Logan Roy shit. <laughs> I need to know my information. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. Then magazine: fourteen protesters were arrested on Wednesday after occupying Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's offices for nearly seven hours. Oh wait, no. Wow. This demonstration, but but also this. This demonstration came in response to an aggressive spate of anti. LGBTQ plus legislation from GOP lawmakers, including restrictions on transgender health care and discussion of schools. So he's being a hater. Yes. As per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. 
voting. So, okay, and then the newly policed or newly released police body cam footage shows that three of the 20 people who were arrested in Florida for allegedly voting illegally in the 2020 election appeared to be surprised that they had done anything wrong. <laughs> Not surprised. DeSantis said the people targeted had been convicted of murder or a felony sexual offense and therefore were not eligible to vote under a 2018 constitutional amendment that restores voting rights to some felons. So what I'm gathering from this is that DeSantis was able to get into a position of power through fraud. Okay. Cool. Disgusting. Um, I'm tired of the uh, illusion of civility that emboldens democracy mm. santis isn't even the issue all you, this back and forth this back like this back and forth <laughs> and if we want to play like democracy is that great if it's that great what is the corruption necessary for at, at a certain point it stopped being about liberty and justice well it was never about liberty and justice for all but everybody's like let's take it back to the good old days when it was for like you know the major class because now it's no longer about just race it's about class even like even more so yeah because the racial demographics or the racial factors all these things play into how disproportion is created, right? And either you're gonna be a brown or a black person sucking the fucking dick of like white ethnocentric fucking Nazism, fascism, mm -hmm. a la Clarence Thomas, or even Ron DeSantis, or even the guy who was part of the riots, who got arrested, whose last name is like something some, he's like Spanish. He's like of Spanish descent. But, you know, he's like, I love sucking the shit right out of Trump's asshole and I'm going to lead these people <laughs> mm, I, on a demonstration. Damn, I don't know who you're talking about, but. Yeah, I forget what his name is and I'm too lazy to look it up. Fuck him. But, you know, either you're going to do shit like that or you're going to not. Right. And the greater majority of us really seriously need, I, I just, I feel so deeply, let's move out of shock and awe that these niggas are corrupt. They are. Right, because you even were saying the other day that like you have to be some form of a sociopath in order to run for like an high, a high power position like that. Oops. It's okay. The plant got some. The plant got a little booze. <laughs> Turn it. got a little cider. It's good. It's gonna be a little. Um. Yeah. You have to. Right. Mm-hmm. You just like flat out have to. Yeah. Um. There's no way that I can see that you can gaze upon all of the bullshittery and be like, you know what? Every day, I'm gonna come into this job. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do this job for the for America. <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous. It makes me think of the cartoon American Dad, like fully, like the Supreme Court. All y'all niggas is a hundred. All y'all niggas was around towards the tail end of like the Reconstruction era. Those were mm. your like grandparents, and you're like sitting in office, shitting in office. 
from Ruth Birdcage or Burcheskinsburg all the way down to Clarence Thomas, who we know, like all these people. Uh, Clarence, and Clarence is being signaled out because he's a nigga. He's a Negro. Mm. You think that other people weren't fucked? You think other Supreme Court justices aren't taking cuts and riding on fucking jet wave bullshit you know what I'm saying and get paid off by lobbyists and shit like let it all go I'm tired patriarchy sucks America yuck mm-hmm. and Ron DeSantis you're a dumb bitch you're also a dumb bitch because you're ruining the state of Florida I mean Florida was already bad but this what this ban on like uh, drag shows and also like the rights of transgender people what you're actually doing is in fascism you are forgetting that not only is like your state propped up by the actual physical labor of black and brown people Mm -hmm. um but these people are not they're leaving and they're like tell get somebody else to do it and in that in that like uh in that in that wave of exiting is going to be or is already a massive radicalization process happening for people that have been working these jobs forever mm-hmm. and being exploited people that are choosing to walk away from this shit are choosing autonomy and you think that that you guys think that's going to end up being a good thing for the government Hell no. Probably not. I love it. Absolutely not. Yo, if I know it's not available for every single person, you know, to just like up and leave Florida or whatever. Uh, a lot of states have trans bans and other shit going mm-hmm. on right now that's insane. Um, you know, but I will say that if you have the capacity to set up mutual aid, to set up if you have housing and you can house these folks and like they can get the care that they need in a state that is not banning it, like think about it. Like really think about putting down your fucking hard hat and your goddamn tools and doing the same shit every day and using the power that you have to help somebody. Cause this shit is getting wild. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wild, Chris Brown. (laughs) Yo, what is up with him? It's always like, I love seeing his fans in the comments be like, he's changed, he's changed, he's changed. No, he hasn't. Chris Brown also has a Mars in cancer. And I did some reading about Mars and cancer a long time ago because I dated somebody with a Mars in cancer. And all of the readings said that this is a violent placement like yeah they all said that this placement just comes out with a knife like just pops off the emotions yeah the there is no regulation of the emotions um in such uh in the in the uh placement of high like emotions and aggression and shit right Mm -hmm. and people really sleep on cancers when the reality is like we're crazy of the three water signs, we're the I think that we're the ones that could go all the way, and then like nobody would know. 
I can absolutely see that because you know I was what a I person mean? who slept on cancers for a little while because I didn't I wasn't close. Well, actually, no. My best friend in high school is a can was a cancer is a cancer still. Um, <laughs> she's alive. Right. I'm like my dad is dead. She- <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> and ride or die huge ride or die energy and in a different way where like if i called and was like bring a shovel like she'd be like totally. all right totally i'm gonna stop and get us something to drink on the way do you want something like that's absolutely the kind of energy that we bring um but fighting usher usher <laughs> usher it's like U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. a uncle r-a-y-m-o-n-d Chris Brown accosted Usher in public. Yeah, it was at the the Missy Elliott concert, right? That's what I saw. Yes, 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 it was. Which, uh, speaking of cancer, maybe Chris got two turns. You know what I'm saying? Like surrounded by cancer. Cancer. They said that cancer was turning up. Also, like that nigga was. I know he was zooted and booted. Like everything about him gives like I'm crack. Like you know, like. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like his bones you know i feel like chris's demons are rooted in like being talented being light-skinned and having the anger the mm-hmm. rage that those two things he could not use them to bruno mars's way to success i think also you sprinkling, know? sprinkling in the rihanna shit the Rihanna shit. Okay, so it's, let's get into regardless. Let's of, get into conspiracy theories. Okay, okay, because here's my thought. The uh, this is gonna be crass. <laughs> Bitches get beat on every day, B. It's true. I Unfortunately, think Daddy killed Kim Porter for educational purposes only. I think that when Lil Kim's face is the way Lil Kim's face is because she had to have facial reconstructive surgery from getting her ass beat by these niggas. So I think that what had happened was Chris fucked with the wrong Bayan princess because she was linked up to Jay-Z. Mm. And Jay-Z has a history of being an ancient nigga right alongside Puff Daddy. As a matter of fact, Jay-Z did not become a popular rapper until after Biggie died. Same for Puffy. Mm. They both made more money off of that nigga dying than if he had lived. Damn. Period. Somebody had to become the the king of New York, the rapper of New York, and Jay-Z stepped in. The man can't rap. <laughs> That's a hot take. Sorry. Like... I get it, but also, like, I feel like Jay-Z has been 50 forever. Like, even when he was young, that nigga looked 50. And, Mm. like, if he came from a life of crime with a lesbian mom or whatever, like, okay, girl, you're still... You're... To be so old spiritually, to me, means that artistically, he is a capitalist. And he Hmm. is going to do really capitalist things bludgeoning murdering taking people out hooking up with a teenager Mm. two because he fucked Aaliyah first or tried to that's oh that's what I thought you were talking about no Beyonce oh yeah 
who also is another bitch god love her the renaissance tour is gonna be great i love the album it's great but that bitch also has always been 50 you know there's something about the energy that just like throws me off and bitches get their asses beat every day what about rihanna and the Rihanna, what what about Rihanna is the machine behind Rihanna. And I believe that if Jay-Z was starting Rockefeller Records and linking up with all these other like major record labels and whatever, mm-hmm. that that's competition. Chris Brown is competition. Mm. So it's best to just slander this nigga mm-hmm. or not slander him, but put him in a compromising ass situation. Yeah. And have him react, and mm-hmm. then that's forever. Mm-hmm. And forever, um, ever, forever, ever, forever. I don't see. I'm. This is in no way like a cape for Chris Brown. I just can see that at a certain point, niggas don't have the right people around them, mm-hmm. and people Kanye West will feed off of already existing traumas mm-hmm. that are unprocessed mm-hmm. that is unregulated mm-hmm. and they will expound on that i look at chris brown and i'm like nigga you are your bones are calcified in crack cocaine at this point <laughs> and your spirit and your brain is literally just filled with like people telling you that you're an abuser people telling you that and nobody reached like i don't see a lot of help in terms of like let's redirect this nigga right that's true because he just went straight to drugs same with kanye exactly so i just chris sir and leave usher alone okay he's already been sexually violated by puff daddy oof allegedly for educational purposes only remember that video i showed you where he's like pause (laughs) puff daddy was literally yes kevin hart was um at a party a bitch's weave caught on fire and Mm -hmm. kevin hart caught puff daddy trash on ciroc talking about fighting over the fruit loops or the frosted flakes with usher early in the morning what usher used to stay with him y'all niggas are weird okay have you seen the latest picture of kanye west he's in yeggings no at least i haven't seen that one this one he's been in yeggings a lot of people are saying that like his spirit just looks broken. You think it's a clone? So conspiracy theory. Before he disappeared and came back, reappeared, shopping at Balenciaga with his new wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the truck doing like wild interviews with like whatever TMZ or somebody was in his face, and he was talking mm-hmm. about. But he was like, "My mom, my mom, I sacrificed my mom. Mm-hmm. Look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's dad died." ushers son you know like there's all of these yeah people who wind up fucking missing or dead right and he said during this interview that like if i disappear oh right this was also around the time that that news report came out that his like per or not uh his 
They do <laughs> weights. Come on. His personal, personal trainer? trainer was actually like a handler and had sent this message to Kanye mm-hmm. saying that like basically bitch, like if you step out of line, I'm gonna put you back in the funny factory and I'm gonna take your kids and I'm gonna take your wife. Whoa. That's heavy. So that happened, right? Which is why that I I personally believe that this handler guy was with him prior to this. And when Kanye was like Kanye for president and he got on fucking TV and was crying mm-hmm. and was crying about Kim almost getting an abortion and all that shit. I think that he they were dangling his family in his face. I think that the reason that he keeps crying about North is because he knows the system. Mm-hmm that the Kardashians have created to maintain their wealth and fame mm-hmm. and that North will inextricably become in, like integrated into that. Word. That's a word. his influence. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that like because of, obviously he has mental health issues, obviously like shit is like whatever, but like I see Kanye as like United States of Terra, like there are fractures of yes, Kanye. Yes, that's a great analogy. And I see, simile, I me. see like the church thing being like, like Kanye doesn't exist in a binary while explicitly existing in a binary. Mm-hmm. So we went from like, ah, shoot the lights out. Until it's bright out. Like went from that end mm-hmm. all the way to like Sunday service. Mm-hmm. Because to redeem himself from all the fucking fuckery he got into, the mm-hmm. learn like the process of the indoctrination mm-hmm. of becoming a mega superstar, mm-hmm. amplifying the trauma that already existed in Kanye and the genius, both because you can do both simultaneously, right. and that's usually how it happens. Right, is like with trauma creates geniusness because you have to learn how to concoct your brain in this new way. So to go from that to keeping up with the like to to creating kim kardashian because he also did that Mm-hmm. because she couldn't dress before she met him she she he made her he made amber rose before her right so to go from all that to sunday service and still that oscillate between that and then these like TMZ exposure interviews or whatever and then he disappears and then Mm -hmm. he comes back out like married to a bitch that looks like Kim Kardashian shopping in Balenciaga after he had already like denounced Balenciaga for the child corn and all the allegations right I just feel like one thing that was said during an episode for the show was that fame, it just magnifies your shit, mm-hmm. whatever your shit is. So if we everyday people are fighting for our fucking lives to try mm-hmm. to figure out our shit, can you imagine if we were just like, exceptionally, exceedingly wealthy? Quick! No. Like somewhat quick. Like Kanye was on a mission. Mm-hmm. Kanye was like going into Rockefeller Studios and dropping shit off. And Kanye gets mm-hmm. high by another day. Like we all know Kanye's story. If you don't, it actually is an incredible story. It's true. Really the documentary was great. It was really it's good. It's really enlightening. Um, but fame? 
yeah and fame know, is dude. interesting because fame doesn't always bring wealth but like in this instance it did and even in the instance of chris brown it did all that shit is strung together though by like people at the top orchestrating events mm-hmm. and making sure that people blow up and making sure that some people don't and mm-hmm. you gotta you know i love rihanna i'm hey i'm in the navy just as much as the next person but i'm not gonna fucking sit here and pretend like rihanna didn't have to do something strange for a little bit of change to become the mega star that rihanna right. is because it's all quid pro quo like the higher up you go in capitalism it's all what will you do for me if i do for you because it's it's no longer about bartering it's all about the dollar and at the end of the day you know the only differences between like uh madonna mm-hmm. like a madonna and like a beyonce is the racial implication not even implication but the racial characteristics defined in each group and the culture being somewhat different in terms of how it enacts capitalism okay or portrays it so like i think about even like barry gordy and like motown records barry gordy was a piece of fucking shit he used so many people. He did not pay them. There's so much that happened to make Motown happen. It became a machine because Barry Gordy is a capitalist. But Barry Gordy is remembered, esteemed, respected. It's the same shit that white people do to people like Nixon, but in black communities. Because in black communities and black culture, pride and respectability is the maintenance of appearance yeah it like supersedes but like be madonna is you know getting her ass ejected and like you know taking wild pictures and adopting like little black kids or whatever mm-hmm. beyonce is like using sweatshops to make ivy park little kids are like making your fucking shit that's true beyonce is gonna look better than madonna because beyonce's black we're we look good I just feel like with both the collapsing of um, the institution of politics, Mm -hmm. we're also witnessing the collapsing of the institution of fame and seeing people as people and being like, what the fuck? Um, And I love it. (laughs) Somebody help Chris Brown. Go get him. Somebody go get him. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm afraid that if he does rehab, though, he's going to disintegrate. Like, once the crack leaves the bones. I don't think he needs rehab. I think he needs some somatic therapy. I mean, he that needs, could be a part of the rehab. He needs, to, he needs that, some he grounding. Needs, he needs to be flushed. Mm, just put an IV of water in just, him. And, yeah, let's just let's flush him right on out. You know mm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, we were gonna do like a thing where we talked about some grounding things that Lou did through stuff, but I think we're I think we're done. Yeah, I think we're done I with this like episode. It's yeah, we said a lot towards the beginning. We did, and support us, right? Follow us, listen, watch us. We're on these streets, okay? 
um, Patreon, mm-hmm. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at TheHardRs313. Send us emails. Questions yes, that you have. or just anything. Just email us right in if you want to talk about how you feel about listening. Yes. If you want advice, if you want to say something, oh if you want to tell please. somebody happy birthday, like we will read right it. into the podcast. Please, and pretty, also pretty, please. be on the podcast because there's room. There's room for more here. Hit us up in the DMs. We'll see you next week. Yeah, here, mm-hmm. queer, and with no fear. With and well, you got a big rear. <laughs> you and your mama. Arr- oh my god. Alright. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>